Revelation chapter 9, and here's where it gets weird. You say, it hasn't been weird so far? It's been weird, but now it gets uber weird. It goes, takes weird to a different level. It's, it's some crazy stuff. Remember, this is God's attitude towards the Christ-rejecting world. You say, well, he's going to cloud up and rain all over them. No, we'll see there's mercy and there's grace mixed in with his judgments. He's still calling people to repentance. But let's turn to Revelation chapter 9. We'll get the reading, hearing blessing right away. Let's pray our God as we, you know, these chapters are written for a reason. and We want you to instill in us the reason. What we're going to undertake today is horrific. It's, it's, it's past even describing. And Lord, help us to not be sensationalistic and, and weird, you know, controversial stuff and People take wild guesses. We won't be partaking in any of that, Lord. We take your word seriously. We take it literally. And we want to understand the reason that these verses are here. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation chapter 9. We won't do the whole chapter. We'll do the first 12 verses, so we'll read. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star from heaven unto, uh, fall. I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And was commanded them that it should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads, and to them was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. And they shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shape of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on, the, and on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had bre breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue, tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more uh, hereafter. Okay, you remember chapter 8 ends with verse 13, I beheld and heard an angel, or an or an eagle, perhaps, flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are yet to sound. So we're in uh, the first woe judgment, the fifth trumpet judgment. Now, I'll just tip, tip you off. The seventh trumpet judgment are the seven bowls of wrath, hairy, scary things. Uh, but this is 
Uh, we're looking at the fifth trumpet judgment, and next week we'll look at the sixth trumpet judgment, and perhaps more than that, I don't know yet. I haven't really dissected it all. On a weekly basis, I think, okay, I get this many verses, but I don't always know. Like I say, I don't stand in front of a mirror and preach at the mirror and time this, but I have an idea about how much I can cover. Uh, so we got the three woe judgments. And notice that in chapter 8, the first angel sounded in verse 7, and the fourth angel sounded in verse 12. So we have four angels in five verses, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, six verses. This here is the, is the fifth angel, and it's given 12 verses. And there's a lot of stuff here, and that's why um, we're going to take one trumpet judgment this week. I say it's hairy, scary stuff. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven. So is that a meteor like it has been in the past? Um, you know, stars are used symbolically of personages. Um, there's seven stars that Jesus holds in his right hand, which is the seven angels of the seven churches. Those angels could be an angel, as we would think of one, or a messenger vis-a-vis -vis the pastor of the churches, which is what I think. I mean, I could be wrong. So we see that angels are sometimes people, persons, I should say, uh, and can specifically be angels. Is that the case of chap uh, chapter 9, verse 1? Yeah, I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. So this star is a he, and he is, uh, is granted or given a key. Now, he doesn't have any intrinsic authority this key is given to him. You remember in chapter 1, Jesus says, I have the keys to death and to hell. So this key is given to him. Well, who is he? Is he Lucifer? You know, in chapter uh, 10 of Luke, verse 18, Jesus said, I, fall, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Is this what he's referring to? Because it sounds very Luciferian. Or is it at this time of the opening of the seal... Uh, the opening of the, the blast of the trumpet, I should say, an angel comes down from heaven, falls from heaven. So it's a bad angel. We're looking at a fallen angel. The word fall is right here. And he's given a key to a, bottom, a place called, uh, as a bottomless pit, the abuso. Let's visit here for a second. How can a pit be bottomless? Some people think, and I think, the hell is in the center of the earth. It's geocentric. And we know very, very little about the center of the earth. Um, only in the center of a sphere can something truly be bottomless. You know, everywhere else is up. So if you're in hell, do you feel like you're falling forever? Do you have that sensation? Well, I don't know. You figure it out. But, uh, or is this a separate place from hell altogether? Let's, in you don't have to turn there. Luke chapter 8, you remember the demoniac of the Gadarenes? Jesus says to him, what is your name? He said, Legion, because many devils were entered him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep, the abuso in the Greek language, the abyss, as we would say, right? Uh, I like this on a number of levels. In It looks like in Genesis chapter 6 that those angels who kept not their first estate, according to Jude, and they're also spoken about in the book of 
First Peter and the book of Second Peter. This sin was like the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you remember? We covered that when we were there. If we go there now, we may not. It, it's too involved. I'm just referring to it. You can study it out on your own. So we had these angels, the sons of God in Genesis 6, who saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took of them wives of all that they would. And I think they crossed over a line where God said, that's not going to happen again. And he relegated them to this place called the Abuso, the bottomless pit. Why? To stop them from this nefarious activity, this interbreeding with the daughters of men. You say, that didn't really happen scripturally. Yeah, it did. And then they were born the, the, the Nephilim, the fallen ones. They were giants in the earth in those days, scripture goes on to say. And, and it's very specific and we see you know when the children of Israel come into the promised land there's the the Emim the Zamzumim the different Rephim and they're all like Og of Bashan his his bed uh, is like 13 and a half feet what's that all about is he a giant yeah and we see like Goliath he's uh he's he's a little Anakim another word for the giants he's only nine and a half feet tall uh we see these creatures, these people, these interbreeded angel-people hybrid, they have six toes and six fingers. And that's even in the time of uh, David, we see that. And so I think God cast them down the abyss so that wouldn't happen again. Um, and so these ones are saying, did we cross a line here? You know, are we going to the abyss? They know where they're going at the end of all days. They, they have an understanding. Their theology, they know who Jesus is, and they know where they're headed. Their theology is correct, by the way. And they're freaked out. And by the way, I love that, because I know people who like actively worship Satan. I love the fact that your God is freaked out by my God. I love that, okay? They're, they know who Jesus is, and they're like, you know, come on, let's bring it, let's have this, right? No, no, they understand who the Creator is, and they're begging Him, please don't send us into the abyss. Well, these angels here, these, I say these, these, this angel opens the key to the bottomless pit. And verse 2, he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit. I imagine there would. You know, when the earth coughs up <laughs> what's inside of it, this smoke, uh, great smoke, uh, you've seen uh, volcanoes, you've seen them, uh, and this smoke, there rose uh, a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Again, we've seen that. We don't have to really comment on that very much. And there came out of the, out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, Locusts, smoke locusts from inside the earth. What? And you notice he's not using the word like, because when he's trying to describe, and he'll, he'll be relegated to this later on. Verse 7, and the shape of the locusts were like unto horses. Were they horses? No, but they were like horses, you know. And they had on their head these, well, they were like crowns of gold. Are they crowns of gold? No, well, they're like that. So he's trying to, he's come against the boundaries of language, and he's trying to explain it. Here he says they're locusts. Now, are they locusts? I don't think so. For a lot of reasons, and we'll go through it. One, they're told not to hurt the trees and the, and the green grass. That's very unlocust-like. Locusts don't hurt people. They hurt grass and, and trees, right? These locusts don't. These locusts live in the, in the abyss, 
Okay, what does that tell you? Locusts generally don't live in the middle of the earth at a bottomless pit, okay? I think they're not locusts at all is what I'm trying to get at, even though he calls them locusts. They have a king over them. We're told in Proverbs chapter 30, I think it's verse 27, that locusts don't have a king. You read in like Proverbs chapter 30, you come to verse 27, it says, locusts have no king, but they move forward in bands. And you're thinking, what is that all about? And then when you read this, you say, oh, wait a second, these can't be regular locusts because they have a king over them. And we know from Proverbs that locusts don't have a king. You always wonder why all scripture connects to all other scripture and the best the best concordance, the best uh, commentary on Scripture is Scripture. And if you get, if you read all Scripture, and you do like we do, verse at a time, chapter at a time, book at a time, you'll get a really well-rounded, good perspective of Scripture because you'll fold in other Scriptures with what you know and what you're being told, and you won't have these wacky, weird ideas that a lot of religions have. Um, people will still, though, they'll make wacky predictions. Because I've heard that, you know, people say these locusts, locusts, are like, and they will say like they're helicopters, they're like Apache helicopters. Because they, you know, they have a face like a man, they picture like, the, you know, behind the glass is a man's face there. And I don't know where the crowns of gold, if that's the propellers. And they hurt people with their stings. And they picture these missiles getting shot from, you know, a napalm and stuff. You've seen the, you know, apocalypse now. And you see the helicopters coming in, shooting up the village. And you get this idea of... And people take these crazy guesses. But I'm thinking, like, wait a second. These locusts, we're going to find out something about them. They only hurt people who don't have the mark of God in their forehead. The pilot of the Apache helicopter, how's he going to know who has the mark and who doesn't? And is he that have those precision weapons that only affect the guys who have the mark? But nobody dies from these locusts. They want to die, but they can't die. And we'll cover that in a minute here. Um, I, so is it? A, this is no helicopter I've ever seen. By the way, helicopters don't come from the abyss, in case you're wondering. And what about the pilot of this, hel this imaginary helicopter? Isn't he being stung by these locusts? And there's fuel available for these helicopters halfway during the tribulation and landing places and still machinery is working after all the things that have happened to the earth so far. Don't take crazy guesses. Hey, this sounds like, and then we make this, and it's not like that at all. The second um, part of this is this uh, army of 200 million coming up out of the Euphrates in verse 16, the sixth angel. And because the number in verse 16 is the number of the army of the horsemen with 200,000 thousand, that's 200 million if you do the math, okay? Mao Zedong said, I think it was back in 1965, it was in Time magazine, he said that if China was pressed to the, with the back to the wall could raise a standing army of 200 million. So now these are Chinamen. Listen, Chinamen don't live in the Euphrates River. The Euphrates River does not go through China. When it talks about the description, I defy you to show me one Chinese person in the whole wide world who looks like one of these beings. And they're not Chinamen at all. And just because people connect these dots and do these really weird things, and it makes me crazy. And I think like the Bible suffers at the hands of its critics and its friends. Critics just because they're critical, but they're friends because they take these crazy, weird guesses. So what are these 
locusts, and I'm using my ditto fingers for locusts. I don't think they're locusts at all, again, because they come out of the smoke in this bottomless pit. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of, the, uh, of this pit, and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and to them was given powers as the scorpions of the earth have powers. Well, are they scorpions or are they locusts? Well, they look like locusts, but they're not locusts at all, and they sting like a scorpion. Is that... You could have nightmares later, because if I were you, I would. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you. This is a nightmarish scenario if you think it all the way through. And by the way, this could happen. Let's say the, the, um, the rapture happens a week from Tuesday, and there's no reason to believe it won't happen today or next Sunday or this year. There's no reason to believe that. It's going to come without... Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night and take his bride. There's no... There's no warning, there's no prelude, there's no, nothing has to happen scripturally before the, Jesus comes and takes his bride back. So let's say that happens next week. How long before these events start to roll out? How long before the Antichrist comes on the scene and makes a seven-year uh, seven uh, covenant with Israel? This is the first half of that covenant. I think this all happens before the first half of the tribulation. Is this like five, six, seven, eight, ten years from today? It very well could be. People who we know could be going through the events that are outlined here. And I think that's very sobering. People with my last name. Uh, incredible to me, anyway. Let's keep moving. So they have this scorpion-like power. It was commanded them they should not hurt the grass of the earth nor any green thing, very unlocust-like, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their forehead. These beings, these locust scorpion beings, they have the wherewithal to know who has the seal of God in their forehead and who hasn't. You remember they were sealed out of every of the 12 tribes? You know, the tribe of Reuben was sealed 12,000, the tribe of Gad was sealed 12,000, the tribe of Asher. You remember that, right? Back in chapter 6, chapter 7, uh, they, they have the sealing of the 12,000 12 different tribes. So I think they're locust-proof. And probably all those who they lead to the Lord. Because I'm just thinking... The reason for this, which we'll discuss if I hurry up and discuss it, the reason for this is, uh, I think, is, is God to bring people to repentance. And it would seem like, why would you do that if they were already repented? So um, they, these locusts, they, don't, they only hurt the people who don't have the seal of God in their foreheads. And it was given them they should not kill them, but they should, tor they should be tormented five months in their torment was as a torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Anyone here ever been bit by a scorpion? I usually have somebody. Uh, nobody here ever been bit by a scorpion. They are painful. They say that's the most painful thing. And there are scorpions in this part of the world uh, where this book is written, where they, they, you'd be shot, thought, shot through with an arrow, it wouldn't be as painful as a scorpion bite. Okay, so imagine these, uh, we've all been stung by a bee or a wasp or a hornet. Hornets are the worst as far as pain. Um, but none of us are going to like, we, we're not, our life is altered forever. I was stung by a bee. 
<laughs> it, it hurts, but it's, you know, we shake it off and we go on with our life. Uh, unless we're severely allergic and we don't have an EpiPen, we go on with our life, right? It's no big deal. This is a very big deal. It's like a scorpion bite. How often do they bite you? Is it on a daily basis? Are they biting you all the time? You know, it's not, it's not said. Uh, and they're only biting people who don't have the seal of God on their forehead. The tor- it's torment. It's torture. Well, this raises an interesting question. God's not a, like a torture God. He's our loving Heavenly Father. Why is he doing this? Why is he letting people be tortured? Well, it has a season. It's five months. By the way, the only other thing I found scripturally in five months is Noah's flood, 150 days, right? 30 days each, five months. Is there a connection there? Well, like it's going to be like the days of Noah, Jesus said. But I think, you know, worldwide judgment on the earth, five months. Five scriptures, number of grace. I can't develop that. It would take a long time, but that's, you're saying, well, this is grace? It sounds like torture. It sounds like God is a malevolent being up there. Well, okay, here it is. You're going to hell. You're an earth dweller. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You're going to hell. Are you sure you want to go there? Because let me show you what it's like. And so for five months, I mean, how do you eat? How do you go to the bathroom? How do you live life being stung by these painful, nightmarish locust scorpions? Who, by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, they're devils, they're demons. They come up out of the bottomless pit. And I'll show you this scripturally, I think, in Joel also. This is their prophesied. Uh, it was given, they're not, they're not killed, they torment five months. It's like a scorpion when he striketh a man. In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. When you're in hell, you would like to die. You would like to cease from being. Will you be able to? No. Hell's not even made for you. It's made for Satan and his angels. Well, I don't want God. I don't want God in my life. Okay. There's heaven and there's hell. There's God's heaven and there's hell. Hell's an awful place. Jesus said if you know your eye offends you, pluck it out. You'd rather go to he- heaven blind than go to hell with both, you know, perfectly, perfectly good vision. It's a horrible place. You know, people say like, you know, I, I don't want God in my life. God's the light of the world. And I don't want him. Okay, hell is outer darkness. You know what makes hell hell? God's not there. And there's no hope. And you're an eternal being. You're creating God's image. I don't, I don't want, I don't want, uh, I don't want God. Jesus says, you come unto me. I'm, the, I'm fountains of living water. If any man thirst, come unto me. I don't want him. You know, in the story in hell, Luke 17, where the, we have that rich man and Lazarus. Send Lazarus, they might dip his finger and, in water and come and cool my tongue. I'm tormented in these flames. You don't want God, you don't want water. You don't want light. Hell's an awful place. And here, graciously, God's giving you five months of hell. You sure you want this? You sure you want this? It's, it's only five months, which is, I bet every moment is an eternity during this time, but I think so is hell. I mean, a person in hell, like, like, oh, I must have been here a million years so far. Eh, it's been about eight seconds, your time. How do you, how do you pass time in a, in a place that is outside of time? You really sure? 
about that? You're really sure you want to reject Jesus Christ? I don't believe God would ever send me to hell. He doesn't want to, but you are, your choices are your choices. The wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God. God made a way that you can be saved eternally, and you reject that? Okay. Now, now I, I, you're saying, oh, you're playing on my emotions. I hope to God I am. I mean, it's an emotional thing. I, I, when I got saved, it was mostly because I, I thought that there was a place called hell, and I thought it was, I was going there. Because I didn't play that I'm a good person game. I've never been that stupid, okay? I know some of you are. Okay? I, know, I, know, I, know, I know that you are, because I've, I've heard, I've, we've had the discussion. Oh, I'm a good person. You're ridiculous. Read Romans chapter 3 and keep reading it till you understand it. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that seeks after God. Your mouth is an open sepulcher. Poison is under your tongue. It's just, we're, we're, the Bible doesn't have a wonderful view of fallen man, okay? It just doesn't. And I know what you're saying. I'm a good guy. I, I I don't torture puppies. I don't beat children. I'm not a, a pedophile. I'm a good person. I know what you're saying, but no, you're not. And I just didn't want to go to hell, so I asked God to come into my life. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's amazing. He's so awesome. He's, I didn't understand so many things. I didn't know he was going to adopt me into his forever family. I didn't know he's going to pour his love into me. I didn't know he's going to change me and make me a new creation. I didn't know any of this stuff. I just didn't want to go to hell. And he saved me. And, and not wanting to go to hell is a good motivation. Here he's pouring on the earth. You, want, you sure? You sure about this? You sure about this? You sure about this now? Okay, I'm going to show you what hell's like. To the people who know, who are going through this, understand it's only five months. Because people in hell, they don't have five months, and then it's okay after that. Do they understand? Well, they would understand if they read scripture, but they're earth dwellers. They're like, their heart is on earth. Their, 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 their home is here. Their eternity, they think, is here. Figure that out. We've seen every time there's a, somebody passes on, we understand this is not a forever place. There are forever places. You're going to be there a long time. Here, not so much. And our whole focus is right here. And I'm thinking, why? Why? It, okay, let's keep moving. In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. They shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. I, now, I have a hard time figuring this verse out. Seems like I'm a pretty clever fellow if I wanted to off myself. It seems like I'd be able to, right? You jump off a big building like 80 stories. That's, when you hit the ground, it's splat. It's not, no, some angel will come along and grab you and gently put you down. You say, Really? I'm reading the same verse you're reading. So I put the gun in my mouth, pull the trigger, and nothing happens. It misfires. I, I don't know. You put the rope around your neck, you jump off, the, the, the branch snaps. I don't know. I look at what it says. People will seek death and shall not find it. That's the grace of God. For the first time since the fall. Nobody's dying. Nobody's going to hell. And um, so like the registration in hell, no line, okay? Nobody's there. Nobody's going. Nobody's for five months. And God's saying, you, gotta, uh, you want to be really sure about this before you say you, you want to reject Jesus. Before you stop playing that I'm a good person game, you, you, you really want to think this all the way through. Okay, now we're going to look at the shape of the locust. They were like horses. Funny, because the German word for a locust is hay horse, okay? The uh, Italian word is cavalletto, little horse. So they look like horses, okay? How big are they? Are they 
small like locusts? That would kind of freak me out. Were they big like foot long, six foot? I don't know. I don't know. But the shape of them were like horses prepared unto battle. And on the heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. What? And their faces were as the faces of men. Now that freaks me out. They look like little human faces. Are they little? I don't know. But so they have this like understanding. I'm torturing you. Nothing you can do about it. Nah, 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 nah. What is that? I don't even understand. Half of this. Now I'm trying to give. There's a word picture here, and the the best teachers turn your your ears into eyes. I, I, this is beyond my ability. Look at. We're reading the same verses. What? Like I say, most of us are having nightmares tonight. Go ahead and call me up. I'll. I'll read you a lullaby, whatever, okay? We'll get you back to sleep, warm milk, whatever. But this is nightmarish, isn't it? They're like horses prepared to battle. They have crowns of gold on their head. Their, their face is the face of men. Their hair is the hair of women. What does that mean? Well, it changes color every couple months, right? Uh, okay, I need a little levity here. This is pretty... Uh, I always wonder why blonde women always dye their roots black. I never understand that. Anyway... I think it means they have long hair, okay? I think that's all it means. These little locust things. They, they look like guys. They have these, like, crowns. They look like a horse going into battle. And they have this um, long hair, I guess. The hair was as, as, a, as the hair of women. And the teeth were as the teeth of lions. Now, this is freaky stuff. Don't worry about the teeth, though, because that's not where they're... It looks like it can bite your face off, but... They had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron. I think it talks about indestructible, and I'll show you in Joel here in a minute. You can turn to Joel, too, if you want. They had breastplates that were breastplates of iron. The sound of the wings is the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, so they don't sneak up on you. You get a chance to just freak out before they're on you. They had tails like scorpions. So don't worry about the teeth, worry about the tails. They had tails like scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. So is it all day, every day for five months? Is it like, you know, they're on you, sting you, and then they're off, stinging somebody else? I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to know. I'm going to watch this from the mezzanine. Jesus is going to come back, collect his bride, and take her off the face of the earth. Everyone else, it's going to be a bad day going to be such a bad time. This is, like I say, this is beyond, beyond the pale. <laughs> From here it gets weird. They had tails like scorpions. They had stings in the tails. Their powers to hurt men five months. But you can't die. They don't kill you. They only make you wish you were dead. And if you seek death, you can't find it. They had a king over them. They're not locusts because locusts don't have a king. Okay, now we find out. They had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. That's why I think they're demons, because they come out of the bottomless pit. Locusts don't live in a bottomless pit. Demons do. Uh, they had an angel over them whose name, and obviously a fallen angel, because in the Hebrew tongue his name is Abaddon, but in the Greek hath this name, Apollyon. It means destruction and destroyer. Uh, large hint. They're not there to bless you. They're not there to help you. They're not there to make you wealthy. They're there to destroy you. Will they destroy you ultimately so that you die? You wish. One woe is past. Behold, there are two woes coming hereafter. Let's look at the book of uh, Joel. 
Now, there's another locust, uh, another demon plague, the sixth trumpet we'll get to next week. But let's read Joel right quick. We kind of covered this Wednesday night. We'll cover it briefly. Uh, chapter 1 of Joel, verse 15, last for the day. For the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The day of the Lord always means seven-year tribulation period. 70th week of Daniel, time of Jacob's troubles. goes by a lot of different names, but it's talking about that time that we're looking for when the seals are open, when the trumpets are blown, when the bowls of wrath are poured out. Last for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. As destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Is not the meat cut off before our eyes and joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seed is rotten under their clods, and garners are laid desolate. The, the barns are broken down, for the corn is withered. How do the beasts groan? The herds of cattle are perplexed, because they have no pasture. Of course they have no pasture. Remember the other bulls where the other trumpets were sounded, and, the, and the, that uh, a third of the grass was burned up, a third of the trees, you remember that? Of course they have no pasture. Yea, the flocks of sheep are made desolate. O Lord, to thee will I cry, for the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness, connecting this to the trumpet judgments of Revelation, and the flame of, uh, hath burned all the trees of the field. Again, we read that in Revelation. The beasts of the field cry also unto thee, for the rivers of water are dried up, and the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness. Now let's keep moving here. Chapter 2, verse 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Why? Because that's what you do when an army attacked. And sound an alarm in, thy whole, in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh. Day of the Lord again, right? It is nigh at hand. That's what I've been saying all along. A day of darkness and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness. As the morning spread on, uh, upon the mountains. We've seen three instances of the sun being turned out so far in the book of Revelation, if you've been keeping count. Uh, as the mo it's like the morning spread over the mountains. A great people and strong, there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. For these is this demon horde. I think it's more the second attack that we haven't read about yet, but it might be. Some people marry this up to this locust invasion here. I don't know. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses, and as horsemen, so shall they run, because that's how they, why they connected to the first, not the second attack. Like the noise of chariots on the top of mountains. We've already read that in Revelation chapter 9. Shall they leap like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble as a strong people set in battle array? Does this remind you of any Revelation chapter 9 that you know about? Before their face, the people shall be much pain. All faces shall gather blackness. The idea is sorrow, okay? You're seeing them and you're thinking, uh-oh, this, this is not good. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall. Like men of war, they shall march everyone on their ways, and they shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk everyone in his path, and when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. You, they're indestructible. Breastplates of iron, right? You can't, can you kill one of these locusts? But if it, they come out of the pit and they're demons like I think they are, you got a demon killing weapon in your pocket? Because I've never seen one. You use a sword, they shall fall upon the sword, but they shall not be wounded. 
Why? Because they're eternal beings. They shall run to and fro in the city and shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the house. They shall enter at the window like a thief. Well, I got the windows closed. It don't matter. If the demons, like I think the demons, they walk through walls. I'm going to hide. <laughs> they can see right through everything. They don't, even hiding from them. Five months, I'll hide out. I'll be fine. No. <laughs> no. No. Just... The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark. We've seen that several times in Revelation. And the stars shall with it withdraw their shining. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. His army? Yeah, like he uses even demons to promote his, to get his agenda to go forward? Yeah. For his camp is very great, for he is a strong... Uh, is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide it? Not me. I get a ticket out of here. Lord Jesus, come and take your bride out of this place. Say, Adam, you're escapist. Yeah. What are you, a stayist? What do you want to go through this stuff? Oh, I'll be fine. You so won't. I, I don't know. I think one of the reasons I was studying the book of the Revelation was because it was next up. But doesn't it kind of set a fire under you to tell everyone about Jesus? If, even if you're here at this time, you know, a lot of stuff's going to happen to you. Darkness is going to happen to you like it's going to happen to anybody else. But will these locusts, like, attack you? No, not if you have the seal of God in your forehead. So here we are, and it's a happy little study. Aren't you glad you came out now and you're going to have, like I say, you're going to have nightmares tonight and everything else? I hope you don't, by the way, but it's kind of a nightmarish kind of thing. Is it really going to happen? Listen, everything the Bible says is going to happen is going to happen. It has so far. Is he wrong? Is he ever wrong? No. No. Does he hate you? No, he loves you. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Those who behave, no, those who believe. Accept Jesus in your heart. You can stand next to me on the mezzanine and watch this all play out, okay? Just just saying. Let's stand, let's pray, and uh, he'll come and send us out of here in song. Uh, yeah, we got to sing. we gotta, we got to sing something joyful and something to change, uh, change the mood here. Let's, let's pray. Lord, I know it's not a friendly and a fun word. We don't skip passages that we don't like. We don't, we're not like that, Lord. Your, the heaven and earth is going to pass away, but your word is not going to pass away. Lord, my heart's desire is for those who are on the outside looking in, that they'll make a choice. And even in the privacy of their own heart, they can come and speak to me and I'll pray with them, Lord, or, or they can pray with anyone. Or in the privacy of their own heart, they can say, Lord Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart, save me from my sin, and I, I don't want any of this to come upon me and come in my life. And Lord, on basis of who you are and how great you are, you'll save us. You saved me. I thank you for being awesome, for being a great God, for loving us, Lord. And as awful as this is, we understand it's only five months. Those who are without you eternally, Lord, it's eternity without you. And they have, they have no hope here, Lord. Five months of torture. So help us understand this, help us to get it, help us to share this with those who need it, hear this word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.